0: Hello, Rip City. To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Tuesday, the 13th of August. You are listening to Podland Trailcasters. I am Keith Feltner-Smith. And Brandon Goldner, the daring, the dashing, beautiful, and the bold, is not here tonight. But we have another Brandon in the house to fill his place until he's feeling better. More on that in a sec. But first, if you would like to reach out to us, you can always do so at trailcasters on twitter facebook and ig or at trailcasters at gmail.com we do have emails we do read those and we love them so please send them in you can always find us on trailcaster.com now with writing or soon with writing if we don't have it up there yet we will soon we'll have it going there eventually also please if you are listening on itunes google play stitcher any of the other sound sources you are finding us at please give us those five Or any significant similar rating. You know know the game. You know how it goes. And also, those beautiful, wondrous beats you're hearing in the background are from Odar. You can find his music over at SoundCloud.com slash Odar Beats. Please support your local artists. So, down one Brandon Goldner, but up one Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. He is here in the house. We will be discussing the Rich Paul rule. Big dollar drop in the other day. And then I'll be quizzing him maybe on some season predictions, getting his feel for the Blazers roster. Then I'll come back and preview a bit of the schedule that just just dropped the other day. That and more, but no questions this week. Please save them all up for the next episode. Episode 100 It is right around the corner. We want all of your opinions, all of your hype and excitement for the upcoming Blazers season. All of that saved up for next episode, the uh, episode 100 this next coming week. Today, though, we'll be getting the opinions straight from Scoop himself. First things first, though. Happy birthday, Brooke Alzendam. I'm not sure if it was Sunday the 11th or Monday the 12th. I don't really know exactly when it all happened. I kind of missed the initial announcement. On Twitter, but happy birthday, Brooke. She does an amazing job with the Blazers. I hope she sticks around for many more years to come. As I also hope that our sponsors will stick around for many years to come. That would be Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking Oregon. Brenda Nuckton over at Clearly Speaking. You can get her help uh, if you need any sort of assistance with voice fatigue, repetition, stuttering, any sort of accent reduction, or any sort of other work you need for public speaking or. Just feeling better about yourself in settings of discourse. Likewise, if you need to feel better about yourself but aren't going to get it from improved speaking skills, you should instead go look up Corey at Envy Adventures. He is giving great deals on flights all summer around the Portland area, the Gorge, and Mount Hood, starting as low as around $50, and the longest full-day flights going to just over $100. So check out clearlyspeakingoregon.com or envyadventures.com. That is adventures.com. Not only for their excellent services, but because they support this podcast. He's the senior writer for BasketballSocietyOnline.com. You can also find him on ESPN Radio and, of course, host of Scoop B Radio. Also, I just gotta say, I love when when you tweet about me in my player on NBA 2K. That just makes my day every time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Scoop B himself, Brandon Robinson. What's up, my man? Man, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining me, dude. Really appreciate it on these hot summer days.
1: Good to have some cross-country basketball talk for us. Of course, man, I'm, I'm glad to be with you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity myself.
0: Always, dude, always, yeah, I want, I want nothing from you but to be yourself. That's what you are here for, so thank you.) Uh, So yeah Like I said Cross country Let's start with The big national topic The big uh, The kind of thing That's been talked about For a little while now Is the Rich Paul rule As I think it's being called At this point Mostly I think we're just here To laugh at the NCAA About this Uh for anyone that doesn't know, basically the NCAA tried to make some standing or rule or whatever you want to say against agents or maybe specifically against people like Rich Paul or maybe some might argue specifically against more like people like Kawhi's uncle, kind of kind of the unofficial agents that way. One way or another, the NCA wanted all agents to be required to have a bachelor's degree, uh, a number of years in the system, as they were saying, and certification from the NBPA Then Rich Paul comes out and makes a statement. Uh, LeBron is obviously on his side, and now NCAA is just back to saying, oh, yeah, just as long as you're in good standing, we're good to go. So uh, it kind of feels to me like they made a fool of themselves. Uh, I don't know if you disagree with that at all, but I feel like the NCAA kind of tried to come out here and be like, well, we want all these things, and people said, no, not going to happen. They're like, all right, cool. You know, we'll work with what we got.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's easy uh, to pull race into it. Obviously, we know the underlying themes there. However, add... Um when you fear something and you can't control it, you try to stop it. And yeah. just having this conversation with a buddy of mine today. I believe way before there was uh, Rich Paul, there was a gentleman by the name of World Wide West, William Wesley. Uh Drake and Jay-Z have rapped about them in, in their songs, I learned the game from William Wesley, you could never check me. Uh and basically when you look at World Wide West, I think World Wide West was Rich Paul before Rich Paul. Okay. Uh, I think that, you know, when you look at the history of Worldwide West, I mean, he was a guy who basically was a, and I mean this in the most respectful way to West, uh, was a runner who ended up going from the, a runner to a certified agent. Um, and I think that when you look at the, the, the history of just what he had to go through, I mean, he was the middleman between uh, Larry Brown and Allen Iverson when they were beefing back during the Sixers day. He actually dragged... Um, Ron Artest Tessler, or Peace off the court um, when when the when the brawl in the palace happened. If you look at the really? jersey that that Meadow was wearing, Worldwide West dragged him off the court, and you know, and, and his humble beginnings. If I'm not mistaken, Stedman Graham, Oprah's uh, longtime beau, is either his godfather or his uncle. The point I'm making here is this: yeah. in the inner workings of it, which Paul just defining him as just an agent, will kind of be an insult. I mean, he's a guy who um, earned his keep, built relationships. Um, you know didn't use his friend to get to the next level. His friend invested in him and gave him a return on the investment. And really, really, I I think it goes back to um, the whole Phil Jackson posse rhetoric there. Uh, I think people fear what they don't understand. And I think at the end of the day, um, he kind of showed him where his intellect was by not Lashing out, not posting stuff on Instagram, but really intellectually and eloquently stating uh, what his role is and and uh, making it easier for the guys who come behind him. Listen, the burden of representation is what it is. And whenever you're the first at doing something, you usually get the brunt of, of, of the harsh criticism.
0: Dude (laughs) See this is why I bring you on here This is why you come to talk about this I'm all saying that I just want to like Laugh at these guys And be silly about it And you bring the facts The history The culture about You're the the curator of culture Right My man Brandon over here Uh, So thank you That's exactly right dude And I couldn't Obviously have said it Any better myself
1: I mean at the end of the day You you gotta know Your history From 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 uh, George Washington All the way to President of the United States Currently Donald Trump There's been uh there's in politics wherever kinda define or identify wherever whatever spectrum you're on, when you identify where the injustice is, you call people out on it, but you do it in a nonviolent uh way. I, I think um Dr. Martin Luther King's value of nonviolence violence as non existent and also judging someone not by the color of their skin, by the content of their character is the most important thing is kind of where you you, you you lay down and I think uh I think more than anything Rich Paul uh, Has built a lot of allies And so for the NCAA To go against him To to have the gold You have to make the rules Or He who holds the gold (laughs) Yeah um, I I think he did a good job In how he handled it
0: I agree No, 100% Well, I gotta pick up On another another connection You made there too You mentioned Wes uh, Kind of the transition From Music and sports Or kind of the crossover In those two cultures there Let's talk about some of that We got Dame Dalla Up here in Portland He released his third album The other day He's had a f- uh, What what's was that? So I said
1: sure I'm, I'm listening to
0: you Oh yeah okay cool Yeah he, uh, he's had a great rise man he, uh, I think in 2015 It was that he made Four Bar Friday Then the next year He put out his first album Next year he put out his second And now two years later He comes out his third album And I don't know If you've heard this one Yourself yet I am loving this
1: I haven't heard it But this is what I will tell you uh, I have heard Damien Lillard rap before. Um, he's very talented. I began to into him when he was on Sways Universe, and he rapped. Yes. And um, I was like, Damian could do, but he really impressed me in that freestyle. And I'll add, um, shout out to my guy, uh, Brookfield, Brookfield Deuce, who's under uh, label. Um, yes. I've known for a couple of years. Respect his craft, respect his work. Um, but a- again, when you talk about LeBron and putting his guys on, Damian Lillard has done the same thing. Um, and I think that when you equip your guys uh, to be successful, um, you yourself look even more successful. So I, uh, kudos to Damian Lillard for putting out an album. I hope he gets some awards for it.
0: Dude, he could. I, I think he really could. It's a quality album. You mentioned Brookfield Deuce. He's also got Mozzie, Marley Waters, and uh, Little Wayne is the feature on the first track there. Uh, all the way through, man, I, I just got to say, the first two songs on here, "Sorry" and "Checks," I can't stop listening to it already. I just keep playing through it. Uh, he go, he's got some great tracks all the way through from beginning to end. What I really love with Dame though, it's storytelling. It, he's got great beats and the storytelling is awesome. And you know, I, I feel like this is kind of cliche, but the whole clean thing. He raps clean. It's not that the language bothers me, but I feel like the way he keeps it clean, it lets him. He has more room for substance. You know what I mean?
1: Well, a couple things. One, again, I didn't hear the album, but I'm going by what you're saying. Um, if you go to the alternate route of cursing or massage, why do you think people get so surprised?
0: I <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think it's it's a silly thing. I think people just aren't 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 used to it, aren't ready for it. Yeah, I don't know. What's your what do you think?
1: Um, I think sometimes people put out gimmicks that don't last. I think that when you look at social media, for example, and I mean this with all due respect, to Cardi B, Cardi B star- had her own brand when she got on reality TV, and she transferred from reality TV to actually being a musician. That line of demarcation is different from lady lyricists like Little Kim or Foxy Brown or even Lauren Hill, who came before her. And her storyline was a shipper who turned into a musical artist that had. Different- right. So, to go back to your question about Damian Lillard or just any athlete performing, I think that if you look at an athlete, you think they're a student of their craft, which is on the field, the diamond, or the court, not the booth.
0: Right, not elsewhere. They got to stick to the stick in the lane kind of thing. And people get so dumb about that, man. Even Dame, I think he got on Twitter the other day. Uh, Basically after he'd heard enough uh, from people talking about how go back to practicing more basketball If you spent less time in the studio, you'd be better at at hooping and all this And he basically came on Twitter and was like, let me ask some questions What do you guys do in your spare time? Do you go from work to home to food to sleep and back? No, you do other things with it And It's it's a dumb premise
1: If they tell him to go back to uh, the court, um, he'd bust a thunder's ass
0: <laughs> oh my god, just break franchises Yeah, how many franchises Do you want to break a year, man? I think one is enough
1: <laughs> Listen, man, I, I'm not going to get up the fans Because we're now on good standing after my Paul George Reporting uh, back in March But what, <laughs> what I'll say Is this, I think at the end of the day um, You can do both You can be yes. kept you, you look at Deion Sanders He played football and he played baseball and he was good at both Football was what his strength was But you know Who wants to just be on a On a basketball court All day and just shoot Like man, That's therapeutic for him
0: Yeah Yeah Yeah, exactly, man, and again, I don't know A single person out there that doesn't have a hobby No matter how much you enjoy your job, you come Home and you want something else to do, you want to change up The pace a little bit, even if that Something else to do is gardening, or something like Sitting quietly, some people love meditation that much You can have other things outside of your Career, and and it probably makes you more whole Person instead of a lesser one
1: And I'll add this, I know you gotta switch topics, but When you look at um, Basketball players, you play basketball all Your life, from grade school through high school That becomes becomes your hobby to your career you got to find a new hobby to kind of get out of the mindset of just the business of what that hobby has become right that's michael jordan played golf
0: right yeah yeah like he's a competitive person so he still finds the game but he finds a way that it's, it's a different game than golf different pace different yeah i'm with you all right well uh, you know so actually i, I got his click on this too shout out to our buddies over in okc thunder mob uh he came on the show recently you mentioned the good graces you've gotten into with the thunder fans uh from paul george piece well uh let's get you in some good graces with some blazer fans let's get you i want to kind of i've been asking some questions of our recent guests through the summer kind of getting some predictions here and i'm gonna keep these going as the season gets in and hopefully maybe midway through the season we can kind of look and see how our uh perspective is changing you know see how our kind of view on the team is changing all right, so not too many of these, but first one up, you know, it's just kind of just, you know, I don't have to take forever on, but just, you know, let's hear some details. Pick your brain a little bit. Will Whiteside finish the season as a Blazer?
1: Yes, and I actually like the move. Yeah? I think that when you look at the Blazers this season, uh, Stephen Adams was a guy um, on the Oklahoma City Thunder side um, that I felt had the upper hand um, after the playoffs, and I feel like, you lose Ines Cantor, you bring in Hassan Whiteside, who really maybe wasn't necessarily the most impressive at times in Miami, that comes into a situation where he doesn't have to be the guy um, and you being a supporting guy. You lose um, Ines Cantor, you still have Zach Collins, who has been a guest on the Scoopy Radio podcast. Nice. Shout out thank you and then and then at the same time you build on the piece that you set last year where you came out of nowhere um so you know I, I think that the, the white side can finish the season as a blazer and I also think that white side is is a, a situation similar to um, the situation in Philadelphia how forfeit in the accordance to lMB when I look at find Whiteside I look at the addition of pal Gasol in the same vein
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah So I, I apologize a little bit there uh, I think the Wi-Fi connection we might have is cutting out a little bit But I'm sure the audio is good on your end So that's the key part I just wanted to make sure I was following what you said You're talking about Pau Gasol kind of uh, Coming in like that kind of the what the mentor role Kind of behind Whiteside or kind of the calming force
1: Mentor role or just being around Somebody who's a who's a One of the best that's ever laid to Kobe Bryant Right. But so I, I think that just the combustible core of a Damian Lillard who has something to prove, fresh off the album, by the way. Right. <laughs> got paid, um, and 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 just the the added pieces um, th- that are in the uh, the Portland Trail, Trail repertoire. I like the addition of Hassan Whiteside because I think that at times mm, you you really heavily depend on a uh, Portland Trailblazers team of just CJ McCollum and 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 um and Damian Lillard, and I think at the end of the day that they ran out of gas in the playoffs because of that. You, needed a, you need added help, and right. I think the side can provide that.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I think uh, multiple post in a row now, we've seen them being able to focus in on Damon CJ and kind of this core talent. We had hoped for Nurk to be able to provide some more relief uh, with, uh, unfortunately, we saw his health at the end of the season did not hold up. Like you mentioned earlier, Cancer did a great job for us, but I think Whiteside is an improvement. I think overall we saw a lot of our core change, but I think overall the roster improved and I'm excited for it. Uh, how about his role changing through the season though? With Nurk coming back, presumably at some point late in the season, uh, do you see Whiteside coming off the bench or are they going to try and play him next to nurk what do you think about that side of it
1: i think it's i feel like nbc news is too close to call um <laughs> i think at the end of the day i think it's going to be trial and error this is so very new um it'd be different if nurk was healthy when i look at Nurkic in portland he to me Jokic on denver was everything Nurkic was supposed to be in portland nice yeah yeah i, I agree i feel like no no your thing go ahead so I, I think but I think Whiteside offers you something different. When I look at Whiteside, um I see more of a traditional center because I've been saying this for a while. Um, the role of the center or the role of the big man is coming back. You're looking throughout the court. You're looking throughout the, the whole NBA. You got guys like Mitchell Robinson in New York stepping it up. Right. You have a traditional center in, in, in uh, Taco Fall who was undrafted, went to the Boston State
0: Yeah.
1: Up in the, in the NBA Summer League. Um, I mean, you even look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's footwork-wise is more of a Hakeem Olajuwon, and I'm not comparing it. Right.
0: No I hear you, more more like that back to the basket kind of guy right?
1: Exactly, more of a mobile center So when I look at Whiteside To me, Whiteside is kind of a throwback If you will um, In in a way that I feel like Golden State changed the culture in the NBA uh, Because everybody was taking jumpers I mean you even have guys like Brooke Lopez who Extended his game you saw it his last year But <laughs> so when you look at Whiteside, side he's kind of a Unicorn because to me he's more of I mean he's mobile but he's more of a, a Traditional center and I think that can Pose matchup problems commanding the double team uh, you, You're in the post and you got a wide Open Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum That can drive to the basket or shoot I mean I, that, that's, that's, that's really what You're doing you're clogging the lane and you're giving Guys that are guards still open shots but at the same Time you can create your own shot because everybody wants to be a guard these days.
0: Okay, so I gotta add actually too. You have brought up two new questions in this list. And I'm gonna be asking everyone about this. It sounds like you might see Whiteside as a long term blazer. Do you see him as more than a stopgap until Nurk is healthy? Like you're talking about him being a uh, an old school center and maybe the, like as if he has a fit here. <laughs>
1: I like him in Portland. I don't want to get really because I get in trouble. But what <laughs> saying, I, I, I'll just say that I like him in Portland because he gives them something they've never had before a viable center. He's no Arvita Sabonis, although I like Sabonis during his time with the Blazers, man. My man Kabamba. Yeah. Them. Could you imagine our Arbon- so Arvita Sabonis playing for the Golden State Warriors?
0: Can you imagine a Sabonis playing for the Blazers when he was not forty years old, man? When he was in
1: his prime, he would have been insane. It would have been crazy. Yeah, I mean, but when you look at when you look at the, the Blazers, I mean, they've had they've had centers, but centers that just either they didn't fit that offense, they were uh, they were old. I mean, you go Kevin Duckworth, rest in peace, right? Um, but then but then you look at the Blazers in the ninety two finals. You you had a guy like Cliff Robinson that was ahead of his time. He he was legitimately a versatile uh, forward. Um, he he was like. A,
0: a, a blue collar Kevin Garnett. Oh boy, that's interesting. More a blue, a more blue collar Kevin Garnett. That is some high praise, man. I like it. You see, like I said, Cliff Robinson, you're making some uh, Blazer fans out here. Like I said, you're getting in the good graces. That's what we get you on here
1: for. Okay, <laughs> so it's the minus the, my, minus the Jordan shrug move on Cliff. So. <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, hey, the one other question you made me think of in your uh, when you're talking about Wise Side, do you see him shooting threes? Because you mentioned him being kind of a traditional center, but you're also talking about like Brooke Splash Mountain Lopez out there and uh, like kind of stretching out outside. Do you see him getting his
1: game out there? One thing I, I realized yesterday that that was actually Brooks's Brooks, Brooks um, nickname. I-, I was he did something with Rachel. <laughs> Yesterday, I always know him as, as Thriller and and and, and B-Lo during his time here in Brooklyn. But um, in answer to your question, I'm not sure about that. I, I, I was re- I wrote something on Robin Lopez. I interviewed Robin, and uh, as I was doing some research, I, I was looking at um, him being in in um, in in Milwaukee, and the coach wanting him to shoot more threes. That's just today's NBA game, but I see Robin as more of a threat from downtown, uh, or excuse me, Brooke is more of a threat downtown than Robin. When I look at Whiteside, I mean, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I know I know that Whiteside and Carl and, and, uh, anthony Towns are pretty close. Maybe they're working out over the summer advancing the, the, the length of the court, um, but um, it'll be interesting. I really do like him in Portland. I really like... Powell Gasol in Portland and I think those are two huge stop gaps that can fulfill whatever it is as they wait for Nurkic but here's the thing I gotta see how Nurkic plays when he gets back just because yes. he comes back healed doesn't mean he's gonna come back the same player either
0: 100% yeah that's that's an absolute legit point I don't even know if like we, We've heard that Nurk might not be ready until February We don't know if that means he's not back on the court till February or if they're expecting him anywhere near 100% But that's actually a, a perfect segue For the next question here Will Nurk be a legit starter this year And so not name only but I discussed it with one of our other guests In a previous week We're talking 24 or more minutes a game Do you feel like Nurk I think last year he was about 27 just for reference 27 minutes a game Do you think he can get to 24
1: Honestly, I would keep his minutes as low as possible. So I think the twenty to twenty-four sounds good. But here's the thing: like, you don't have to put that much miles on him because you have help. You have right. To, you have palgasol. So I, I think when it really comes down to it, I mean, what a time to be alive! Where you have a, a, a it's like having three quarters. <laughs> of-
0: yeah, yeah We, we got uh, suddenly a, a plethora of bigs More more bigs than we can even fit in the stable at this point It seems like
1: I'm feeling like Ben Stiller in uh, Meet the Parents When he prayed for the smorgasbord of food <laughs> I think When you click it, I mean I'm when As you're talking about the fact that the Portland Trailblazers Legitimately have three guys that can legitimately start at center That makes me think about football I went to college in the Philadelphia area And I was there when Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb, and Donovan McNabb All could have started on that Eagles team
0: Wow I, I, I'm i a little I don't know if I'm quite comfortable calling Powell a starter But he could do it in minutes at least He could he could be like a starter in name pay ten, Play 10 or 12 and then hand off to uh, Like Honestly, I almost see Powell as more of the guy they want like you said, help with Whiteside, but help with Zach Collins. Because I feel like he's one of these guys, they need development from immediately.
1: Listen, Zach Collins is the blue-collar in this candidate. And there we go. That You got guys. I mean, you got Zach Collins legitimately. Um, he's impressed me since college. The national championship didn't go his way. Uh, but what I'll say realistically and respectfully um, is that even during times during the playoffs, he earned the minutes that he could get. I'd like to see more of him stand up. Is it, isn't um. Isn't Myles Leonard now gone?
0: Myles Leonard is gone. He's down in Miami
1: now, I believe, yeah. He's in that trade. I'd love to see him fulfill so, a so role within Portland the same way Myles Leonard did. Um, when you look at just the Blazers, they're a stretch. When, when I was on your show last summer, almost almost around it. Oh, man, was that long ago? Jeez. <laughs> like we, I think we did a preview show. and We were talking about Denver, and we were talking about Portland. And I told you how high I was on both those teams last year. Yes, you did. Now the Nurkic part to me was unforeseen. Um, when you look at that team this year, I think they're very equipped, um, especially with the confidence going toe to toe with OKC, uh, going toe to toe in the playoffs with, with some of the other teams that that weren't they weren't expected to beat. You know, I talked to to um, Charles Barkley. I was with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith um, at a NCAA March Madness media uh, brunch, and you know we were talking after. Uh, And and kind of piggyback off off of the stuff that Charles had been saying on Inside the NBA throughout the course of the season. And Charles was saying that it has. That him was the person who really impressed him Now him as a forward Obviously he's going to pull for your, your fellow forward right. um, But I look at Zach Collins He now has a chance to really step in And, and be that guy with Myers going And with Inez, go, Inez Cantor going um, I really like that team And I think that it's not just going to be a team That Terry Stotts has where he's depending on Just uh, Damian Lillard and, 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 and CJ McCollum I think it's going to be a well-oiled machine And all five guys on the floor are going to be confident In what they need to do
0: Okay so let's switch to the back. Court that you just Mentioned will dame make First team all nba this Year i think so nice lock It in love it uh, uh yeah okay Cool it's uh and unless you Want to expand feel free but Otherwise i'm saying just Leave it at that i like the Short concise answer you don't didn't Have to thank you're ready For it
1: i like his Confidence man i i, I think That um he's <laughs> a When I look at the NBA uh, uh, Going into last season Everybody was was Reading or was was just drinking the Kool-Aid That it was Steph Curry As the top (laughs) point guard at the end uh, And that Kyrie Irving was going to make Second or, or whatever You know I put out a tweet last year That people laughed at And I said that Russell Westbrook was the best Point guard in the regular season this year And everybody thought I was crazy now, at times he played that way But Steph Curry was also hurt Yep And the Warriors were dealing with a lot of other internal stuff That obviously we know now You know uh, Took a stole Kevin friend Kevin is a member of the Brooklyn Nets And, you know, Draymond got that extension But here's the thing um, When you look at the NBA Two guys who I feel got there just due Not named Kyrie or Steph Were Timber Walker and Damian Lillard, and here's the thing: I think people get too hung up on elite, the word "elite." And I, I think guys like Tom Brady in football often just make me think that he's perfect. I'll tell you something. Rather deal with somebody who's been in the war and got a couple of bullet wounds than somebody who's been unscathed or untouched or didn't have any scratches on him. And I think when you look at Steph Curry this season, he's gonna be in an interesting situation. You're without clay, uh, most likely for the rest of the season if that art is true based off of the ACL injury. You you have no Kevin Durant, but listen, Steph Curry is in a mold now, similar to LeBron, where you're dealing with injuries, and now you got to be the guy. Are you going to fold? Or are you going to hold? And I think that when you look at guys like Daniel Lillard, he got a couple bullet wounds, figuratively speaking. You look at Walker; he earned that paycheck going to the Boston Celtics. So I think it's a, it's a shift. I was telling people coming from a small school like Weber State, I felt like he was a smaller Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade came from yeah. Orlando. You know, Dwayne Wade in 2003 came out of a situation where LeBron and Carmelo Anthony uh, and Chris Bosh were talked about. Hell, Darko Militich was talked about and went to the finals his rookie year. And, of course, Rasheed Wallace and those guys were the stars of that Detroit. Rasheed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Been battle-tested. He hit some big shots. But so I, I really expect him to kind of carry, uh, uh, barring any injuries or anything like that, I, I think that Damian Lillard has something to prove because you're only as good as your last game.
0: Okay well what about CJ trying to prove something too CJ has yet to make an all-star team But he just got paid big time Like like I would say like an all-star right I think that's fair to say That 100 mil extension for three years Do you see CJ making the all-star team In the West
1: this season I'm not committing on that But what I'll say is um, I like CJ to continue to be consistent Like he's been I think that the Western The reason why I'm not committal on that Is because I just think the Western office is so um, Right even with somebody like Russell Westbrook going to Houston, you've added another guard that that could be an all-star, and you're going to be fighting in for who's who. So, if he if he's an all-star, kudos to him. Pulling for him, look at the playoffs this season. He's he Kawhi Leonard. Uh,
0: Wait, say that again. Sorry, it's still cool. cutting out a little bit. He's
1: a little bit. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard went to San Diego State, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. That, that's not a UCLA. That's not a USC. I mean. Oh, that the, the the Warriors got beat By a man in Canada Wearing new balances Houston, we have <laughs> but In the NBA In the last six to eight months Man, you've seen some things That have never been done before So I cheer on the, the, the aspect Of, of, of CJ McCollum uh, Potentially, you know, being an all-star I'm not, I'm just not going on the record with it right now That's fair,
0: man right, I'm, I'm going to put you down as a fingers crossed How about that? I'm right there with you on it all right, so uh, where do you see Portland finishing in the West? I, I've got them. I, I I see another third place seed or something in that range. I know there's a couple teams that are really high above, but obviously they're right there in the banks. Uh, throw one out there, and hopefully you get it right, just like last year.
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, I think that Portland, Philadelphia, and Utah had the had the three had the best off seasons. Um, nice. Um, and when I look at Portland, uh, I I think I said top. I would uh, go back in, in, in the tape But if I'm not mistaken I said top 5 or top 6 um, in, in the playoffs uh, And when I look at Portland this year Like Utah I, I think they could be a top 3 team this year Nice yeah I could see it Alright cool so we agree As you think about it right Oklahoma City is it, Presumably to some people Based upon losing Russell Westbrook May, may not make the playoffs I'm, I've heard rumblings Some people feel like they could be an AFC. Um You look at the Lakers They got Anthony Davis You look at Denver If Denver stays healthy You got that um, You got Houston um, I'm not looking for the standings right now But you got a San Antonio Who I think will do better um, Than last year um, I like hey. San
0: Huh? It's thick man The the, the west uh, is just Everyone is looking good Right now I feel like
1: I like Sacramento By the way this year
0: Yeah Yeah even Sacramento Is coming up man That, That tells you Everyone but Phoenix Is essentially coming up And even Phoenix I think has kind of Improved their roster So who knows Uh All right, so I got one more question for you, and then I was actually, I'm going to open it up to see if you have any others you want to commit, and I'll be asking everyone else after this, uh, that question as well, and the rest of them. But the final question, Bleacher Report, just the other day, came out there with their win-loss predictions. They have Portland 10th overall between East and West at 45 and 37. That puts them just ahead of Dallas and Indiana, just behind Boston at 50 and 32. They're talking about Nurk uh, and his health being kind of the main reason for Portland maybe falling a little lower, but 45 and 37. You take the over-under.
1: I think Portland can win 50 games this season. Yeah, there it is. There it is, my man. But here's the thing. I'm not saying it just to, to, uh, to, to, to please the home crowd. I think that Portland and Brooklyn are in two similar situations. Portland and Brooklyn have to show and prove that last season wasn't a fluke.
0: Yeah, yeah. They...
1: Go ahead. And I think that Kyrie Irving on the Brooklyn side has something to prove. You're not in Boston anymore. Boston was an issue. You're not playing with Cleveland anymore. You have your own team. KD's out for a year. you got to show and prove and be healthy. The same thing has to be, can be said for Portland. Damian Lillard hit a big shot against uh, Russell Westbrook in the playoffs that won people's hearts, and people began to know who you were on more of a national stage, or, or, although Hoopers who know basketball already knew who— Damian Lillard was, but when you look at Portland, I think that the tail of the tape is going to be. That's a two-guard system um, run by Terry Stotts, um, and people have seen the tape, kind of like Linsanity. When people weren't used to Linsanity, he went off. Once teams started studying tape, they're not. Right More so, what do you do to keep the winning going? I think it it goes back to being in the lab, Um, it it goes to you know uh, just going out and doing what you need to do. So, I think they can win 50 games. If they win 50 games, um, they'll they'll be all right. Because um, although the West is stacked, um, I, I think that to me, Portland, like Utah, has just improved. Immensely, Bit by bit every year And so I, I think they can Adequately win 50 games and be successful
0: Well I'm, I'm with you man I'm loving it and I think we definitely have accomplished The mission I think you are firmly In the good graces of all the Portland fans up here At least all of our listeners I know that for sure But thank you so much for coming on Scoop Again like you I can't believe the first time we got you On here was almost a year ago we got to get you Back in more than once in the next year We, we were going to make that happen
1: You got my number man anytime let's do it
0: for sure, dude. Uh, can you tell the listeners where they can reach you on social media if they want to tell you how right you are about all these Portland takes?
1: <laughs> well, you can follow me on Twitter at Scoopy. That's S-C-O-O-P, letter B. Instagram and Snapchat are both at Scoop underscore B. And um, make sure more than anything, you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast. Yes. And Khaled, to Shaquille O'Neal to Charles Barkley to the voice of Sears to uh, Mark Crawford former Blade, to everybody on there so uh, Scoopy Radio and, and also check out my stuff at, at heavy.com and at Basketball Society online it's
0: awesome man Scoopy the basketball podcast monster thank you so much man appreciate it
1: you're the man brother <laughs> welcome
0: back Thanks again to Scooby, Brandon Robinson of Scooby Radio for joining me. It's nice that even when Brandon isn't feeling so well, I can still get another Brandon here to podcast with me. Okay, so schedule. Uh, the schedule came out across the NBA. All thousands of the odd games were, they were released. Opening night will be Tuesday, October 22nd. It's going to feature the Pelicans and the Raptors, as well as the Lakers and the Clippers. So... I'm not really sure how concerned I am about the Pelicans and the Raptors for an opening night game, but obviously the Lakers-Clippers seems like it's a really good setup to start the season, the two rivals in the in L.A. with all the star power that's going on there. But it also kind of brought up a point to me. Is Lakers at Clippers really a road game? Is this going to be something where both these teams get, what, one or two extra home games this season? Okay, I guess it's not that big of a difference, but come on, that's not fair. Okay. Opening night, part two. Wednesday, October 23rd, Boston at Philadelphia. That'll open up the night. And then we have Denver coming here to Portland. I love this because Rachel Nichols on the jump, she points out that Portland, uh, it is a, it is going to be a national TV game, but it's not starting at 7.30 like we're used to in the past. Rachel says that the NBA is reducing late-start games to try and make it easier for East Coast watching. Last year, there were 57 late-night starts. Now there's only going to be 33. That's 24 down in one year. That's kind of a big deal. That's taking, what, essentially almost almost half the numbers out of it. I'm good with this in general, but I'm kind of concerned. We see plenty of times in the past that the second game on a national TV night back-to-back Gets the front end cut out of it Like I don't want to constantly just because we're the West Coast games I don't want to miss the first quarter of Blazer games Just because they're trying to start it that much earlier What if we're missing more than the first quarter? What if in that first half hour or so you're missing most of the first half? On the other hand I do feel like they could be setting up to maybe get rid of conferences At least as far as the playoff seating goes We've talked before in in seasons past There's been talk around the NBA I mean that We want to get rid of uh, conference seedings and just have the best 16 teams, but the problem would be most East Coast fans don't really engage with West Coast teams outside of those top contenders like the Warriors or the Lakers. This could be a small step for getting East Coast fans more engaged with the average West Coast team, kind of trying to broaden those fan bases back and forth and make it uh, better viewership for playoffs when we would have the top 16 teams seeded. So other than that crazy speculation, there is no Christmas Day game for the Blazers. We are in New York for New Year's Day, so that's, I guess, kind of one thing to note. But mostly nothing really jumped out at me other than some really early uh, back-to-backs, which we'll get to later. But a friend of the show, Jamie Hudson, she pointed out in a little bit of a uh, schedule summary that the longest homestand Portland will have six games in 13 days in mid-March. It's going to be Sacramento, Phoenix, Memphis, Houston, Minnesota, and Dallas. So theoretically, that's not too bad for a a good six-game homestand late in the season. Conversely, the longest road trip is going to be a six-game run in 10 days in November. Uh, Let's see, it's looking at san antonio houston new orleans milwaukee cleveland and chicago so yeah that one could be a little more rocky at least we would be getting it done early though brandon goldner actually uh at goldner pdx you can send him all the all the angry hate mail from this episode he mentioned earlier that nate duncan mentioned earlier off the podcast that is that nate duncan believes it's good to have a tough schedule early because bad teams end up usually tanking late in the season and it would be easy wins Overall, Jamie points out that we have 13 back-to-backs this season. That is one less than last year. The first back-to-back is a roadie on October 27th and 28th against Dallas and San Antonio. How many teams are going to have two back-to-backs before November? Because we've got the one in the preseason with, I think it was uh, Utah and Denver, and now Dallas and San Antonio. So yeah, you know, we get out on the road early. The league average is 124 Back-to-backs this season and at 13 this is probably The closest Portland has been in years Uh, One thing I did notice though I'm not sure how Normal this is only one of our back-to-backs Is at home that seems kind of odd there are two back-to-backs where we will change time zones, which is down from four last year, so that's kind of significant as far as travel and you know wear and tear and just lack of rest for the guys, so that's a good sign. Portland also, in past years, we have traveled, I think, most miles or second-most miles a lot of seasons. We will be all the way down to the fourth-most miles this year, 52,194. That is 1,300 miles less than Utah will travel, who have the most uh, this season. And Cleveland, on the other end of the scale, uh, Jamie points out that Cleveland only travels... 10,000 miles less than us, somewhere around 42,000. That seems a little crazy, a little bit of an advantage, you know, entire 10k miles less, whatever, you know, no, no big deal. It's not like they're uh, driving, I guess, at this point. And with that, we've traveled some uh, real miles on this pod, eh? Yeah? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Jokes are good. But thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, preferably Blazers. Give us your bad jokes, see how good they are. We've got our 100th episode next week, so please send us everything you can, all of your ideas, all of your celebrations. Uh, Let's have a good time. You can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Trailcasters. You can find me at Rip City Keith and Brandon Goldner will be at Goldner PDX. You can also write us at trailcasters at gmail.com or go to our website, trailcasters.com, which will soon have some writing of its own up there. Also, give us those five-star reviews on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And find Odar's beautiful beats at soundcloud.com slash Beats. Always support your local beat makers with that in closing your honorable listeners that's it that's our show thank you brandon as always thank you to odar for those fat beats thank you to our sponsors and the adventures and clearly speaking and thank you to brandon scoop b robinson of scoopy radio for joining me today listeners thank you yourselves for a great listening and we hope you enjoy your blazers your rip city basketball and our latest episode thank you one more time and please come back next week for the next edition 100th episode of the Trailcasters.